Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> $12. for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Coming at you. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, welcome back, back. to Ike Live. Here on a Sunday, Mother's Day. Any of you moms out there watching, your mom, uh, want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Uh, man, it feels so good to be back here, Brian and Carpenter, with some Ike Lives Weekly now. Yes. This is two Sundays in a row. This feels nice. We might go for three and four and five. Yes. Before I hit the road, back on the MILF tour. When's here. that happening? It uh, looks like, uh, what I want to say the first week of June, we'll be back on the road for the MILF tour. Uh, headed down to uh, beautiful Orlando, Florida, fishing uh, Toho Chain, which is a uh, great chain, Toho Kissimmee. A lot of big bass. I'm very excited about that. Hey, real quick. Yeah. So, and I don't want to go down this road. Yeah. But when the whole concept, the conversation was happening about the, the Federation and the nation, yeah. when they divide it, yeah. and how neither one of them has ever been the same. No. I couldn't help my mind went down that road of where we're at right now. Right. With this massive split. Yeah. And, you know, just how all that's going to shake out and, and what, what that'll mean. You know, yeah. I look at this was the 50th classic. It was an amazing event, you know, but the classic field isn't quite the same as it used to be. Yeah. However, the MLF guys were still there. Right. So it was still an awesome classic. Yeah. Next year, they're not going to be there. Yeah. MLF made sure they scheduled over top so you guys couldn't attend yeah so i don't know so i just like i'm like man wh what does this mean everybody's positioning for for their for their you know yeah but as the fans like the way the f the nation you know th that trail just went from a hundred boat events yep to 18 and 25 boat events yep What's this going to mean for the fans, how they're splintered? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend either. too much time no, on it, I but know. I just kind of like. And it's hard, it's hard to guess. It's hard to guess. But, it, you know, in the history of sports, if you look at, you know, like it's happened in golf, it's happened in football, it's happened in a lot of sports where, you know, the fracturing happens and then it like finds itself and it eventually unifies again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that will happen. I think the sport will find itself, you know? Yeah. Um, I hope so, man. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah. Yeah. It'll all, all work right. out. That's enough of that and, shit. And we will <laughs> talk to, uh, we, we've got uh, Cajun Baby, the one and only Cliff Crochet, coming up here in just a little bit. Yeah. And, and for sure, we're going to talk to Cliff a little bit about some of that stuff, as well as catching up with uh, how he's been doing in quarantine. Of course, uh, some new additions to the family. We're going to be talking about all that stuff. Uh, let me remind you, uh, want to hear from you on the IMs? You're over on Facebook. Like and share it. We got a chance to win that uh, great bag sitting back there. Uh, also, uh, got Riz on the line here. And Riz, I just want to ask you, any more IMs coming through about <laughs> Dave's amazing positive attitude tonight? Yeah. Uh, Fat Chris says that Dave's <laughs> advice to the, to the hotshot high school quarterback. Knock up the head cheerleader and become an alcoholic. <laughs> good call. That's a good call. Yeah. It's a good route. Ike's, Ike's slogan, never give up. Dave's slogan, 
What the fuck are you doing? Sell your rods and buy a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> a little long for a tagline, but I like it. I can see James Riley creating a logo around that. See that? They're all, they're learning. They're starting to get it. Yeah, they're coming around. It's stinking in. <laughs> Pete, you're always okay, positive. You're yeah, always no positive, problem. Pete. Go, pro. go ahead. I was going to well, say, Pete's positive see, all the, the time. Thing. Is it hard to, d- to listen to this? You what? What are you saying, Mike? You're always positive. Is it hard to listen to Dave talk like this? <laughs> oh, it's, it's not hard. It's 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 entertaining as hell. <laughs> listen, <laughs> the beauty of all this is that all you have to do to become a pro fisherman is literally add pro fisherman in yeah. front of your handle on social media or <laughs> for a YouTube channel or get a website if you want to really go crazy. Then you're a pro fisherman. It's that simple. Well, I, I gotta be I gotta be honest, Dave. Dave uh, you know, of course, he's overly sarcastic. I think you know, purposefully. But the, uh, you know, it's naturally, true. actually, naturally, not purposefully. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's a tough road to hoe. I mean, look at like we had Ed on. Look at all the guys that were with us, Mike, when we started. You know, yeah, uh, Mark Schaefer, Schaefer. Um, uh, Tim Roach, the Solis. We had a whole crew from Jersey yeah. that were with us and and trying to make it, and and couldn't quite pull it out. You know, we had yeah. we had all you know. It was the sponsorship, it was the family obligation, all that stuff is is a factor in fishing, and I think it is a factor. In, you know, anytime you're trying to make it big time, but you know, it, it's about the dream. You know, and you know. To date, you know, you're going to you're going to struggle no matter what you're doing. You're trying to become a vice president or president or CEO. Yeah. You're going to battle dealing with really tough things in that world. too. And you got a lot that you got to overcome in any any thing that you do. And I think the people that that are in this sport are in it because they love it and they want to, you know, it's what they think about. It's what they eat, breathe and sleep. And they want to try to make it. And how can you begrudge somebody, you know, that dream? You know. I'm not begrudging them, Pete. I'm just saying, go ahead and do it, guys. Because when you go belly up with the job I have, I'm the one going to be delivering your nylon rope you want to hang yourself. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. There's so many in, – in, in 2020, there's so many opportunities to work and make some money in the sport of fishing without being a professional fisherman. Like, the, the opportunity – is there and you know it might be something that we that we like to throw shade at a lot you know the youtube movement the the social media influencer type of people you don't have to become a professional fisherman to have some capacity of making a living in the fishing industry um and that's something that you know can't forget about that either not everybody's going to become a pro yeah right but there's a lot of people that you know can can make them can can make a decent living off of fishing in some some sort of the in some sort of the sport. Yeah. And and all the dreamers that are watching our podcast right now have all left to go over to watch the Googans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. They left. They're on YouTube right now. Uh, speaking of dreaming and speaking of making it, we've got our next guest is one of the guys that dreamt it and did make it. Uh, a former police officer. Uh, from uh, a part of the world which I consider my uh, second home, southern Louisiana. Uh, we're joined on Ike Live again. Brian, Brian Carpenter, is this like, 
Is Cliff probably one of the guys the most times yeah, on the show? Certainly. Okay. Joining us uh, again on Like Live, a good friend of all of ours, the one and only Cajun baby, Cliff Crochet. Cliff! What's up, Cliff? How are you doing? What up, Cliff? Uh, you know, hanging out. Hanging out, trying to survive and uh, having fun. Life is good. You know, Michael? Life is good. Now, listen, I was going to bring that up later in the podcast here, but I got to tell you this right now. Dude, you're the one guy, life is good, I've seen it on t-shirts, I've seen it on bumper stickers, I've seen it on hats. You've been saying that as long as I've known you, 10 plus years, however long we've known each other. Dude, I feel like you need royalties on that, because you, you say it, and you actually live by that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something I started, I it, just, it just came out, but that's... Life is good. It's, it's it's kind of a buffer because sometimes life is good. Well, life is good all the time, but sometimes that's it's just a buffer that uh, when you want to curse or get mad or say something crazy or stupid, you just you can end it with life is good and get a get an easy exit and uh, and get out of the situation. So sometimes <laughs> it's stupid, sometimes it's an exit. Man, I need I probably need to say that more because I've gotten in trouble a lot over the years. <laughs> uh, but life is good for you right now. Of course, I'm sure a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners, Cliff, have followed you as well. A uh, couple new additions, and uh, I didn't even know until Brian told me, but got the second one came home today. Talk about the new babies, Cliff. I want to hear about it. Give, give me an update on what's going on. Yes, so, so the story is uh, my smoking hot, beautiful wife, Sarah, gave birth Happy Mother's Day, to, uh, Sarah. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Uh, February 27th, we had twin boys that were born healthy. Les and Jay, born February, uh, February 27th. They were born at 28 weeks, so they were a little, they showed up a little early. And uh, they stayed in the hospital until uh, Jay came home last Saturday, and we went get Les today. And uh, we've been lucky. Everybody's healthy. There's no health issues. The, um, they just had to meet all the all the all the marks, the body temperature, and, and eat enough, and no Brady's. And uh, finally, today on Mother's Day, we got the whole crew home. Wow! Uh, ben and Lee, the big boys, they all pumped up. So finally, we got all four boys home. And uh, I don't know what's coming, but it, it's coming for sure. Wow! <laughs> go for one more you. so that you can have an entire basketball team. Oh, that's yeah. right. I, I hear that joke a bunch, and. Uh, no, we good. Four is good. Four. <laughs> I was th Cliff, Cliff, I was thinking more with your size. I was thinking more of an offensive line, dude. You need one more to get that old line. You need that center, bro. <laughs> no, we good. We, we got, uh, you know, we can be team players. We got four. Four is enough to watch. In the grand, you know, in the big picture, in, in the dream, yeah. I hope I got four football players all playing at uh, at LSU, Death Valley, right across the body in Baton Rouge. But, uh, Go Death Tigers. Valley. It'd be something. Go Tigers. That's right. All right. Listen, I we've done a few interviews here recently. We've had Mark Daniels Jr. on. We've had a couple other pros on. And in the background, we always see tackle warehouse boxes <laughs> or Strike King boxes. And I noticed diapers in the background. <laughs> a really big sponsor. Y'all want to get personal? Check this out. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the extra room, right? We got diapers. Let me turn this around for y'all real quick. Here we go. We got diapers. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Section, right? 
Dyson. Wow, look at that. We got uh we got my I got my fans right in. Jesus Christ, Cliff, look like you're on hoarders. <laughs> uh, a couple footballs from my buddy Hud Jackson at uh UAM, Gold Weavers. Got me the tournament trophy. I got uh this is everything, dude. This is everything goes in a truck, classic trophy. Yeah, yard tail, dude. Look at this. Got me a goose. Got you a speckle belly. Speckle on casting blinds. I love it. Wow, dude. That's I, like a toy. I love it. All right, Dave Brodzik, to your to your whole motto tonight, there's reality right there. <laughs> That's reality <laughs> of life they, they right there. The hoarder? <laughs> life uh, is not they, good for Dave. Life is not good. Hey, Cliff, the only thing you're missing is about 15 cats to go with all that shit you're hoarding in there, dude. <laughs> the cats. <laughs> hey, here's the this is all, a lot, a lot of it's clothes and stuff and diapers and stuff. You, know, you like build up, build up and, and prepare for for this this thing of twins and four kids. Wow. And, I hear you. Uh, you know, so we got, a lot of, we got a lot of clothes and stuff that, that people gave to us that that's going to be put in the use. So hopefully as, as, thing, as time goes, this thing will get uh get emptied out you know turn into some kind of cool man cave or something but but now i do this all daddy daycare i love it i love it that's reality right Ed there radar says that dave's da dave's background is darkness just like his attitude <laughs> <laughs> i don't want dave around if i'm on top of bridge or something I, you know Ah, you do want me when you're on the bridge. I'm gonna grab you, man. I'm gonna jump to get away from you. You're gonna wait. You're exactly. You're gonna wish you jumped because I'm gonna lecture you about why. I love it. Two former police officers, both with different attitudes on life. Hey, now what my fault? Why don't I ever get that? Like you introduced him as a former cop. Like I don't ever get. Well, you know, we've mentioned that like a million times, Dave. We know you're former police officer. Yeah, Dave, former cop. It's like Dave, the the smart ass stormtrooper. Here he is, live. The asshole of the show. Hey, Cliff. Let me ask you something, Cliff. Since we've all been quarantined, has your drinking picked up at all? No man, I, I I try not to drink at all. I mean, uh, what? try to keep my friends. So I keep the drinking to, uh, as light as possible. I wish, because I'm gonna tell you something right now. The only immunity I've developed is an immunity to beer. I can't even drink it. It does. It's just, <laughs> I gotta drink goddamn. I gotta drink like three whiskeys. He's had to go right to whiskey. Just a smile at life. I gotta drink three of them. <laughs> all right, now, now I I wanna I wanna I do have to address this. I know. This seems like it's getting old because, you know, with, with everything that's going on, you know, you, you sort of need to talk about it. But <clears throat> I do want to ask you about life in quarantine because li listen to this and hear me out on this, Cliff. Brian the Carpenter, hear me out on this. When all this started going down, Cliff, and you know how much I love where you live. I love your family. You know, I, lo I love that's if I wasn't in Jersey, you know where I'd be, right? When all this started going down. Yeah, you know what you know where I'd be. When all this started going down and like me and Becky were having like a serious conversation, I like I I can't remember. It was like I looked at her one night and I'm like, Damn, I wish we were down in Louisiana by cliffs right now. <laughs> Cause it just seems like the most ideal place to be in quarantine. Because nah. now hold on, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out on this. Dave said nah. Hear me out on this. <laughs> because dude, it, it 
I know where I know where you live. I know that area, and it, it, with what's going on right now, it seems like nothing would be different. It seems like it would be status quo. It doesn't seem like nobody would freak out. Everybody's doing their own thing. You feel like you're isolated anyway in that part of the world, right? You know, it's not like driving through Philly or New York. Like, you know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> is that the best place in the world? Is, is where you live, is that the best place <laughs> in the world to live right now with what's going on? I think I think it's the best time. I think it's, it's the best place to live anytime. But especially during this whole deal of staying home, it uh it worked out perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the bayou. Yeah. Uh I'm seriously on the water. Yeah. Uh, I got the Chafla Basin right across the levee. Yeah, it was perfect. No, nothing really stopped. Everything just got better. It was more time at home, more time with the kids, more time to fish. Right. It was every I, I know it's a serious day with the virus going on, and uh, you know a lot. It's a tough time and, and different time we've never seen before. But for me, it, you know, it, it was it, it's been good. Yeah, I did a, I did a, a blog at Major League Fishing a couple weeks ago, and I, you know, being from Louisiana in Pearport, you know, where where is that? That's the first question. Where is that at? You, you kind of get made fun of where you live at and how you talk and this and that. But when shit goes bad, life is good in Kepler. You yeah. know what I mean? You can have fun in the city, in the cement, and that's all cool. But and I've been in a boat more now than before, and I've had my kids in a boat. So it's been uh, it's been good. I, yeah. I wish I was working a little more, but uh, yeah. it's been good. I, I, just, I can close my eyes and imagine that, like, if the if the apocalypse hit, if, if, if fucking corona <laughs> turned into zombies, I'd want to be in Pierre Park. I'd want to be in. I want to be at one of the camps. I want to have that P-Row, <laughs> a couple shotguns. You know what I mean? It just seems like the perfect place to live when everything's when the shit's hitting the fan. It seems like the perfect place to live. Hey, Cliff, how's that sound? Defending the home front against zombies with Mike wearing like a white leather belt, Chuck Taylors with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> how's that? You feel safe, Cliff? I would I would not want to be ten eight with Michael. Roger that. You'd be. That is not cold form. You probably end up. Uh, you might end up ten seven in that situation. <laughs> tell you right now, I'm going to, to the Vermont New Hampshire Canadian border. That's where our next chunk of change I get. I'm buying land up there. Canada's taking your guns. Yeah. No, I'm going to be on the border. I'm still going to be USA, but I'm going to I'm going to probably look into starting a militia. In the next five or six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Guys are checking in. <laughs> it'd, it'd be a nice militia. It won't be like, you know, like a racist one or anything like that. It'd be one, you know, just in case this stuff happens again. One for the know. common man. Just come up here and we'll make sure everything's squared away. Everyone's going to have a job. Uh, <laughs> no one's fishing. No, there's gonna be some fishing. No dreaming. Somebody's got to feed. Somebody's got to feed the group. No dreaming. If you're trying to become a professional fisherman, I'll kick you right out of the militia. Uh. Right? <laughs> Is somebody yeah. better because they couldn't make it? Yeah. <laughs> no, someone's realistic because they couldn't make it like almost everywhere else to try, Cliff. You're one of the one percenters, so you're not even your, – your, your opinion's not even uh, – <laughs> right? uh, so we, we can all go live in Jonestown. Uh, no. Jonestown. No, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave, Dave Brodzik, no, here's no Kool Aid in my in my place. All right, Dave Brodzik, I'm going to give you proof that Cliff made it. Not because he has won bass events and because he fishes Major League Fishing, 
But here's a little known fact. I don't know if we've ever brought this up on Night Live, but I want to mention it right now. The day you know you've made it is when you have a breakfast sandwich named after you. What? And you receive royalties off of that breakfast sandwich. Get out. Damn it! I ain't even got a damn sandwich named after me. Wow, Cliff. You got a McMuffin? Talk about that sandwich, sandwich, Cliff. I got a Cajun baby. Well, I mean, I had a Cajun baby sandwich <clears throat> at a place called Bayou Eats. Some things took a downturn. The place is no longer there. But at one time, I did have a sandwich. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments here. <laughs> I see Kenneth Sears talking about if I did any gator hunting. I never did any gator hunting, but if you go to my Facebook page or my Instagram page, my oldest boy Ben, who's four, caught an alligator on a rod and reel Friday. We reeled him in. He's about a three footer. We got him in, taped his mouth up, and we played the alligator for about thirty minutes, and then we let him go. True story. Dang. Wow. Dang. Gator bites for days. Uh, I am well, a little jealous. Of the I am jealous of the sandwich. I would love to have. What would be on your sandwich? No, what wait, was on I the sandwich, Cliff. <clears throat> Mike's sandwich the was sandwich, the sandwich was uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. It was bacon, and egg, it was and good. Toast. And it was good. It was good. That's it? it was good. No, the way they cooked it was good. Good, good. It was a good sandwich. What would, what would be on mine, Brian? All right, so Mike's sandwich, Dave. If you remember from back in the day. When Mike would bring his sandwich to, to bring his lunch to school, he had the little Ziploc bag, <laughs> and inside it was two pieces of white bread and ham. That was it. Yeah. No, there it was, was no... cheese on there, wasn't there? Did you have cheese? Yeah, I had ham and cheese on there. He had one slice of cheese. Yeah, I had a slice yeah, of cheese. But there was no was mustard. And it was, there was government no... cheese. Yeah, government cheese. There was no mustard. There his was no mayo. Would pack it in like, his, yeah, his mom would pack it in like an aluminum freeze company uh, lunch pail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, and he would call pressed ham. And every day at the lunch table, he would take it out and he'd <laughs> smash the ham sandwich like that. He would beat it flat and he'd eat it. It was like, it was <laughs> pressed ham. <laughs> thing flat. Now, Brian and Mike, we've known each other for well over, you know, uh, 35 years. I never had lunch with you guys in school. Remember, <laughs> they segregated our classes based on IQ back then. <laughs> I never got to eat with my friends. I, you know, I, you were at the table with phone. extra security guards. Around <laughs> I was at the table where you had to ask for permission to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> All right, Cliff, I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, and here we are, everyone's, I, I got to say, gone a bit stir-crazy. I think the whole world's gone stir-crazy, been sort of quarantined at home, uh, but recent announcements in the last uh, couple days on every tour, right? We've got BASS announcing their full schedule extension through October, uh, we've got FLW announcing and then, of course, Major League Fishing announcing um, how their season's going to play out. What do you think about all that? Uh, I, I want to I get your opinion. I mean, obviously, you've got to be excited to get back to compete again. I, I know I am. I'm excited to get back. And, you know, this is what we do, right? So it's exciting to be back. But um, give me and, – and, and remember this, Cliff. This is like live. You can, you can lie on other podcasts. You can lie on on Pat Renwick's show uh, because too, he's too nice. You cannot lie on on this show. And he's I, listening, I, Mike. Yeah, I, that's okay. 
I want you to I want you to give me the honest truth, right? You're I know you're excited to get back, but what how do what do you think about how the MLF schedule's playing out here? What's your opinion? The uh, MLF the MLF schedule. Uh, like you said, I'm, I'm ready to get back to work. I'm excited to get back to work. I wish we had more tournaments. Uh, I wish we had more MLF Bass Pro Tour tournaments to fish this year. Yeah, that's not the case. They got some guys that's gonna fish FLW. Uh, some guys view that as a, a good opportunity. Some would take up, you know, take that option. But uh, I'm, I'm looking to get back to uh, 2021 and, and a full full schedule at a. Uh, Bass Pro Tour without all this craziness going on. You know, I, I think the league yeah. is uh, in a hard spot. Yeah, I, you know, they're doing what they think they have to do with what's best for the league and for the fishermen, and, yeah. and that's all you can ask for. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a weird situation. You know, you, you do what you got to do and, and make the best of it, and yeah. life is good. Yeah, Did, does it pitch <laughs> – uh, and, I mean, I'm saying this because I, I'm not asking you to say anything that, you know – because I, I feel it myself, um, and, I, and I'm, be, you know, I'm being honest. When Bass announced their rescheduling, and they announced a full tour rescheduling all the way extended through the fall, and then MLF said, uh, we're going we're gonna to give you two more and then sprinkle maybe a cup in there. I was kind of mad because I, I feel like, you know, our, our tour season was taken away. And, again, I know there's opportunity to fish FLW and all that, but kind of got pissed off. I mean, I kind of look at Bass, and I'm like, damn, I wish MLF would do that, right? I want to fish my whole tour. Has that crossed your mind at all? Yeah, I was, uh, I was disappointed not, not to have more tournaments. Um, I, of course, I, I, you know, I want to fish a full eight. Right. But, you know, that's what they gave us. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll say the virus hit us, and, and it was a virus deal. And I just hope to get uh, I just hope to get those events back, you know. They right. told us that's what they could do. And, and uh, you know, all you can do is trust somebody and, and, and go out open forward, you know, in one, in one direction. Uh, so, yeah, I want it more, but, but you know, they're telling us that's, uh, they did what they can do. So that you know, we'll go to Florida, try to make some money, do the best we can for our sponsors. For you know, from here on out, and hopefully we get them. I like I like to see those four tournaments come back on the schedule down the road. Right. Uh, you know, Bass Pro Tour has been has been uh, good to us. Yeah. And and giving us opportunities we hadn't had before. So, and uh, yeah, I think they've always shot us straight and been pretty transparent. So I I think once we get through these these weird times that uh. It'll all be, you know, it'll all be good. Right. Am I so? Can I can I assume then you're not going to fish the the super tournaments, the FLW super tournaments? Uh, you know, I'm not sure right now. The plan would be to win, to uh, win a bunch of money on a Bass Pro Tour and stay home with my family the rest of the year and work for sponsors. But uh, I don't know. That's that's a conversation that I've had, and and um, and I'm gonna keep having it again this week and. It's an option. I don't know if I'll take it or not, but uh, I, I'll know more this week. Right. right. If, um, Ed's radar on the message board wants to know um, what are some of the things that you use to fuel your optimism? Like, how do you stay so positive all the time? How do I stay so positive all the time? <laughs> uh, well, out, outside, 
seems positive. Sometimes inside it's a lot, it's a lot of chaos going on. But like, what, like, what else would it be? Like, I mean, you have to be realistic at some time, but you can't. I mean, anything is possible. So let let it ride, baby. Have fun, work hard, and let it fly and see where it goes. I guess the biggest deal is, uh, you know, like, why not? I ask myself, why not? A bunch, but, like, you talk about qualifying for the Classic or making the elites or fishing bass pro tour, whatever the situation is, I can tell you, you know, a thousand reasons why it wouldn't work. But why not? Why? Why? Tell me why it cannot work. And until until I get a reason of why it can't work, it's mm. right. You know, y'all talking earlier with Ed Cowan and uh, and old Dave was talking about being realistic and stuff. Right now, some dudes at home that are better fishermen than me, good dudes, good friends of mine. But they couldn't see they they couldn't see further than the tip of their boat, and you know they it wasn't uh. They didn't think about how far it could go. There was always always a reason to, to shut it down. And, uh, you know, shit, why not let it fly, man? Wide open, see how far it goes. Run it till it blows yeah. up. But, Cliff, if I can just maybe expand on that and defend myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 listen. It's more than just being able to cast. I can go cast for cast with anybody. Ask people to fish with but there's more than that. There, there's the whole business side of it that you guys have that the rest of us don't. And don't short sell yourself on being able to make yourself a promotable person because you are. Mike is. Skeet is. Kevin is. Gerald is. Like all the greats are. And not many people can do that. That's the element that people don't understand. It's not going cast for cast. You know, I'll put my backhand with a spin rod up against anybody in the country Fact. in terms of accuracy. <laughs> but I can't sell myself. Nobody wants to buy me, you know? <laughs> now, that, that is a part of it, but uh, I, 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 I see what you're saying. But uh, to the optimism part and and, and, and uh, come up with a plan, <laughs> have fun, let it fly, and it, it'll all be good. Well, to, 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 to your point, uh, Dave, though, I mean, that's the case with all the sports. Like, look at the uh, – like, Dave's really into the MMA and the UFC. And it's like it's a, it, the, the money goes really to the guys that can trash talk the best these days. You know, it's, it's the marketability, that component that, um, that's just such a big factor. And, and Mike, I, I remember talking to you about this in, in our sport. You know, it's, it's not just good enough to win – but yeah. you you got to win in such a fashion that that people remember you. Yeah. And you know, and that's that's what you're so good at, Mike. You, when you won the classic and you 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 know, screaming like a crazy man, grabbing your jersey, just losing your mind in in, in such a way that it's unforgettable, you know? And uh <laughs> you know, that that's you know, the, the rough the rough part to handle is yeah, you're right, Dave. It's not just about being able to cast and catch them and make good tournament decisions, but you got to be, you you got to have you got to have that something else that that people will never forget. Yeah. You know, was and, Jeff and Gordon relate. the best at making left hand turns, or or, <laughs> or 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 selling product? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's part of it. Tournament decisions, but you got to be. Hey, yeah, talking about uh, Mike winning a classic and going crazy, and, and uh, I guess maybe we're going off subject here, dude. But as much as it's about selling stuff and and, and fishing, is that competition is having that you know that that rush. It's, it's about it's about that high. It's about the fall too. You got to love the fall and enjoy the high. Just the whole the whole competition, dude. It, it was worth it for me. I I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I I, I hate to. F- I, I enjoy feeling good after a tournament. I hate feeling bad. Each one fuels itself. Oh my God! Between tournament fishing, my four kids and eating too many ball crawfish fish today, I'm about to start sweating and, <laughs> and about it. I've, I've had one more. Com- Mike. I was just going to say, I've had a couple of crawfish bowls at Cliff's house, and yeah, it's a lot of food coming through, and it's good. It's good. <laughs> Cliff, I got I got a question for you. Just uh, Brian's uh, ghost on the message board. One, two, or two? <laughs> what does that mean? One T or two T's? For what? Crochet. One T. All right, good. I got it right. It's like you crochet a blanket. Yep. It's like All you crochet right, a blanket. Uh, Back I, to you. I wanted to jump in a little bit and expand on what Pete said and what Dave said, which is, Cliff, this is this strange time right now, right? Tournament fishing has been taken away from us, uh, like, like other sports. The, the actual competition has been taken away. And I've, I've sat back a little bit and watched guys um, – some of them have literally disappeared off the face of the earth. I mean, and I won't mention any names, but I mean, top MLF pros, Bass pros, FLW guys that have disappeared with the virus. And other guys have stepped it up during this time. And I, I got to give you credit, Cliff, real quick, and I want you to talk about it. Your social media presence has really, really, really stepped up since all the all this has happened talk a little bit about that because i think there's a lot of guys watching that feel irrelevant right now but there's ways you could stay relevant i want you to talk about that a little bit yeah appreciate the compliment uh yeah I, as a we talk about tournament fishing and making it and going all back to ed Collins' story <clears throat> you, you got to do more than just fish there's only about three or four people that can fish and make money <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that good just to fish and make money. Uh, so I, I've been taught and I've watched and I've learned and I've been lucky enough to work with some people that have helped me out and I have a little bit of common sense. And uh, I've got. I work with some good companies that that tell me what they want, and uh, I enjoy working for them and they enjoy having me. And it's just uh, you, you got to stay relevant. You got to stay out there. Fishing is only part of it, and it's not so much. I, I, you know, selling's a big part of it, but just uh, just being in that lifestyle and 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 having people come in and and, and watch and having fun, and it's almost providing entertainment. You know, you, you fish a tournament on this week, and but you you entertaining and you teaching the next week, and it it all just it's one big uh, it's one big ball of tournament fishing. And to the dudes that that have have uh, vanished and and not taking advantage of this situation hell i hope they don't take advantage of it none (laughs) 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 
yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, hey, Mike and Cliff, let me just compliment you guys on something. And for the people watching and listening, if you haven't watched the MLF podcast yet with Mike and Cliff on there, it's an absolute must watch. You get to see Mike and Cliff in ways that now, Cliff, I, I've only been around you personally twice, but Mike, I've known my whole life. You guys came off so genuine and authentic on that podcast. It was, uh, I think that's what both you guys are missing in terms of like making something work. You guys should do something together in terms of trying to figure out a show, something like that, you know? Because the two of you guys compliment each other very well, and it shows on that podcast. Yeah, and I got to add to that, the the going Ike that we did, Cliff, is still one of the highest views going going Ike episodes ever. So maybe maybe Dave's right. I'm on in. I, I, hey, I'm on in, baby. Uh, oh, now, now, now I'm right all of a sudden, Cliff. When I, do <laughs> I, I shoot you a compliment. Now I'm now, now I'm <laughs> what, what corny ass podcast on the left? Hey, you talking about that that uh about that podcast we did with Major League Fishing in in the Ike Live and stuff? You talking about you know being real? I, I'm gonna tell you, it is what it is, baby. I, I ain't got enough time to be uh playing no character or come I'm not I don't know if I'm smart enough to come up with nothing. <laughs> it is what it is. This is it right here. Whether you whether whether we're at an event and you a fan in the crowd or you whatever. Ike Live this is Cliff. All, all day every day. Yeah, like so like Pete, it took Pete like three years to come up with the Dean. <laughs> it took Kevin like three or four years to come up with K V D. But Cliff came up with Cajun Baby in like a minute. He was like, <laughs> Cajun Baby. That's it. So smartest, stupidest thing I, I, I ever came up with. <laughs> How'd you come up with Cajun Baby? How'd that happen? Well, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the short version of the story. It was uh, 2008. I fished the Bass Open. 2007, 8, and 9. Qualified in 09 to get my career started. But I was in uh, Palacca, Florida, St. John's River. I love that place. And uh, it was the first open of the year. I think Peter T won it. And I had just got a check. You got to understand, at this time, 2008, I'm still working for the sheriff. I ain't got no money. Who cares? Life is good. Having fun. And uh, it got me a check. First check I'd ever gotten in a bass tournament. And I was all pumped up. You know, I was I was about to be the next big thing in bass fishing. And uh, so I... I'm in Palak, and I walk down the hill to give me a hamburger from the little stand they got right out. <laughs> hamburger, I, said, I said, I need a hamburger. And she said, uh, she said, you must be from Louisiana. I said, yeah, let me guess. You can tell the way I talk. And she said, oh, yeah, the way y'all talk is funny and great, this and that. So I said, all right. But, you know, thank you. Here's my hamburger. Here's $5, whatever. And I'm driving home. Uh, about to be the next big step, the ne the next big thing in bass fishing, or so I thought, you know. And uh, so I'm on the phone with my buddies, telling them I got a check, and I'm all pumped up and excited. And uh, the next classic, I was in 08, so the classic in 09 was in New Orleans. Uh, I'm sorry, Shreveport, in Louisiana. So I, I think I'm about to make the classic. I'm all pumped up. I'm so pumped up, I got a check, and um, I'm coming out with this. I'm just driving on I-10 coming home, and I'm thinking about how I'm going to put this together and, and make it worth something, you know. And, dude, I'm, I'm so far from doing anything at this point, you know. But when you get when you have a good tournament, you get all pumped up. So I'm, I'm coming up with this uh, with this 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 name because all, all the big guys 
in, in the sport at the time, you know, you had Ike and Ish and Big Show and, and Hack Attack and I'm kind of sarcastic and, and a small ass at times, you know, I said, well, I'm, I'm going to get me a name. So when I make it big, I'll have, I'll have me a, a name or a call sign, something to call sign. that's super smart, man. Call sign Piper. The original plan was going to be uh, CBI, Cajun Baby Incorporated. Like, <laughs> God, dude. And, uh, and, then, and then my buddy, Jason Pittman, good buddy of mine, he said, man, the Incorporated deal don't sound cool. It, it, it's a bit too much. So we just came up with Cajun Baby Fishing or, or the Cajun Baby. So I was in uh, Baton Rouge at uh, – Another buddy of mine, Ken Sherman shop, front to back boat service. He, he used to rig all my boats and stuff. And we was talking and clowning. And he said, Man, you ought to put that on the uh you ought to put that on your on your on your name on the side of the boat. I was like, I don't know. Well, you know, he said, just do it. It can't hurt. And uh I did it. Got to in the 2010, I, I qualified for fish 2010 classic, so I brought that with me. And uh it was Keith Allen and, and uh, Hank Weldon and that, and that whole crew that was doing media stuff. And he got a picture of it on, on the website. And Keith Allen got a hold of it. And I rolled through the arena on the first day. And called me the Cajun Baby Cliff Crochet. And it, it stuck ever since. So. Yeah. Call it a car. Smartest, stupidest thing I've ever come up with. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's uh, that that's the deal. Remember, Mike, you and I used or Mike's not there, but we used to have this conversation back in the day, like and when we started, the way that guys would brand themselves was through technique. And guys like Denny Brower was the flipping guy. David Fritz was the cranking guy. And um, you know, Zell Rowland was the top order guy. Right. So guy the guys would that's how they branded themselves. And and then it changed, you know, and it, it seemed like uh, got Skeet was like I think the first one that just just had that that cachet attached to his name, and uh, and just help people help people recognize him, help people stay communicate, you know, connect with them. Pete, Pete was um, the dead stick guy. Well, I I was I was the dry white toast guy that didn't have a name, <laughs> <laughs> and Mike never helped me out. You know? Dry white <laughs> toast. How about hook me up? You know, crusty I, I white need, toast. I needed something. I, you know, we, it, people need people need something to hang on to. You know, so that they remember you, Cajun Crust. baby. That's a that's an amazing that's an amazing name. It's it it it's going to take you through the rest of your career. Toast. I hope so. But I, I, I tell you this, I, I think the game, it's like I found, started following fishing in 95, right? And uh, and it was it was very it was very plain. And then we had characters, you know, Mike and Skeet, and even Kevin's attitude and Hack Attack's demeanor and attitude and Tharp. And, I mean, it's, it's evolved, but I think society has evolved too a little bit where it's okay to have personality. You know what I mean? At one point it was almost, it was almost, uh, negative. It was, yeah. yeah, it was cool to be like, I mean, just look at the pictures and I, I guess it was the times where these dudes wore, it looked like they were going to church or something, you know, <laughs> it, it was, it was just very plain. And now, or, you know, it's grown. I mean, I mean, some people wanted to kill Mike because he, you know, he fast forwarded real fast. 
but like it's okay to be personable and cool and have fun, I guess, or just be yourself. So I'm 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 thankful for the people that, that came before and, and loosened it up and, and you know, have fun and, and uh make it more than just fishing, man. Make it just hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's it, great. It's a good sport. It's it's definitely uh it's definitely evolved over the years. I I gotta say, you know, Cliff's been with the Bass University for a lot of years, done a lot of great seminars, and you keep it real, and I love that about it. And you you gave a, a seminar about shallow water fishing, and it's so cool because you you say that you like you you criticize yourself. Like, how many times am I going to drive past a bridge and not fish it, and then Randy Howe's going to go win the classic right there? <laughs> you know, how many times am I going to do that? And and you know, it, it's great how you you keep it real. You you tell people exactly how you feel and when you make mistakes and how to keep it simple. If you give, if you, uh, to a certain point, if you, if you can make fun of yourself and let people make fun of you too, they kind of enjoy that. And, uh, it's, it's honesty, you know, ain't nothing wrong with being honest, man. Word. All right. Let me, uh, let me remind everybody watching and listening right now. Uh, if you've got questions or comments for cliff, please hit us up on the IM. Also, if you're watching over on Facebook or if you're on social media, send us the question through Ike Live Show. One last chance also, if you're over on Facebook, like and share the feed, uh, and you're entered to win uh, this amazing Ike Live gift bag loaded with product. It weighs 20 pounds. I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you, I've been lifting. That's 20 pounds at least, at the very least. Uh, Rizzo, uh, what do we got coming through the IMs? We got anything... uh, Give some good stuff to Cliff. We don't need no softballs. We need hardballs. Well, we got a lot of we got a lot of comments still directed towards Dave. <laughs> well, you know what, you fucking cunts. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the negativity has sparked <laughs> IMs, Dave. Dave's high school guy. Dave's high school guy <laughs> says, according to Dave, lawnmowers that run and Death metal were the keys to his happiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, speaks. I, mean, I won't speak the truth no more. I, you know, I, follow your dreams. Never give up. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave, have you have you had the conversation with Boyd yet that goes a little bit like this? Fuck the season. Give up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm sorry. Remember what I had to I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Try to get sued by him, dude. Oh, <laughs> man. Talk about keeping it real. Wow. Talk about keeping it real. Yeah, hold on. I, Cliff, I got a question, Cliff. Uh, like, what kind of, like, like you know, being a cop, being that you were a cop, what kind of, like, stuff do you still consume that's law enforcement related? Like, do you go on any, like, YouTube channels, listen to any podcasts or anything? Nah, I uh, I, st- I got a buddy of mine that's still in the game, and uh, we, we kind of talk a few stories and stuff, but uh, I try not to consume it, man. I, I, that's a sick world, and uh, the, the dudes that work in that world are, are probably going to heaven, most of them. That's a sick world, dude. When I stepped out, they they can have it. They can keep it. I don't want it at all no more. Yeah, I'm no interest in following any of it, huh? Nah, I watch I, as close as I try to get into law enforcement now is uh, I watch Blue Bloods 
and I watch in the heat of the night. And that's, that's <laughs> more, so as much as I try to be in, involved with law enforcement. Christ, Archie Bunker's been dead for like 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know his real name. Bill Gillespie. I love Bill Gillespie. Uh, look at you, though. Archie Bunker! That must, that's an updated version, Dave. <laughs> You know, oh, how how crazy is it? <laughs> two two cops here, and I'm the guy that had a video on live PD. <laughs> I know. How funny is that, dude? Cliff, you know that Cliff? Cliff, the uh, the white van IPA wants to know: um, <laughs> Are you in, are you in favor of going out west for the MLF at some point? Uh, places like Havasu, the Delta, Mead, Clear Lake. Yes, go. Yeah, I go out west. You know, the only thing we got to do if we go out west is we got to make it worth the trip. You know, we got to have a, a couple of tournaments to make it worth the trip. But yeah, I like go to the moon to uh, to fish a tournament if I had to. I love that. But, and Arizona I, I, Justin wants to know what's your favorite bait to throw with. My favorite bait to throw. I got too many of them. Uh, I know the answer to this. It's a frog. Yeah, I, I was right. I like I like the frog. And I like to punch mats. A who's, whole better, bunch. who's better at frogging, you or Ish? <laughs> I must say me. But, but we're kind of different froggers, too, a little bit. You know what I mean? Tell us about that. Yeah, really. we're, we're a little bit different. We're a little bit different. Um, but Ish runs across the street faster? Like what? How? <laughs> oh remember the video game remember the video game frogger <laughs> i don't know sorry go ahead <laughs> it's uh isham is uh isham is a grass a man a, a grass fisherman a lot he fishes a lot of grass i uh and he does some open water stuff too uh but if i had my choice i would i would totally stay away from grass and, and skip more so uh i think that's how we differ but it's it, I, I tell you what, I'll let Dean and Ish argue over one and two. I, I'll be three. That's fine. <laughs> it's all good. I got Ish number one, Dean hey, number three behind you. Cliff. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you something I picked up. And I picked this up from, I picked one of these things is from Mike. Uh -oh. Ask me about what's my favorite technique. And here, here's the, here's what I've learned. My favorite technique is skipping uh, probably a snag proof frog. Undercover, throwing that on my new Cash King Spirali rod with Seaguar braid <laughs> and uh, a Cash King Bassinator Elite reel. Uh, really thick cover, put in high percentage areas, and I think that gives me the best chance of catching big fish. But uh, I thank you for that question. That's a really good question. And if you if you if you check that out, I'm sure you catch a few more fish. <laughs> wow, that was that was the correct answer. That was right, Cliff. That was <laughs> that the right was way to answer that. Uh, that. Steady learning, trying to trying to. Trying to <laughs> I'm always listening. I'm uh, as you guys are talking. I'm trying to catch up on some of our questions coming through social media. I've got one here on Instagram for you, Cliff, from Bill Bixby. And the question is, if MLF brings back entry fees next year, will you Ooh. continue to fish MLF or go back to bass? If MLF brought back entry fees or brought entry fees to the table, will I stay at MLF or go back to bass? Yes, from uh, Bill Bixby. Is next year the end of the contract? No, there's one more year. Three-year contract. we got one more year. Okay. Three-year on a contract. Uh, 
You know, that's a, um, that's, that's a loaded question, but I, I won't duck it. You know, I don't... Uh... <laughs> that's right, no Clint. You don't have that few money that Ike and Ellie has on his made-up question. <laughs> I will uh... <laughs> take the fifth. I don't know. Hey, I, I tell you, I committed to Bass Pro Tour. I like the things we're doing. Um, I'm committed to that league. Bass does some good stuff. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I enjoy my time at, at Bass Pro Tour. I really do. All right. All right. That's a good one. That's a good answer. <laughs> That's not a good one. That's a terrible answer. No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. What are you talking about? That's the glue that I know right, right there. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. And I just, I, again, I'm, this is all hypothetical, so I'm, I'm not trying to start any shit or anything. I'm just, this is all hypothetical. <laughs> if MLF did bring back entry fees, hypothetically, the contract that you signed, Cliff, would be null and void because it breaks the contract. So you could Ooh. probably go anywhere you wanted to go. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a, um, you know, that's a that's a big uh, hypothetical. You know, hypothetically, you know, who knows what could happen? But I, the, you know, I, I took it here there. I took my, I, I went to Bass Pro Tour to uh, to check that out. I'm enjoying my time there. I can see myself spending some time there. Uh, bass is an option that that'll be there for a while, or you know maybe forever. Who knows? I think Bass Pro Tour will be around for a while. Right now, my all my energy is at the Bass Pro Tour, and that's where I'm at for now. You know, I, I've uh, I'm enjoying my time there. And I, I think we got a good thing going. I think we got some momentum, some momentum we could build on. So yeah. Now, man, I let me. Can I, I get there. Can I, I say I, I think we got some good stuff going over there? Yeah. The best way to handle a difficult question like that, Cliff, you got to go back to your police work, is to is <laughs> to throw it right back at the question asker in the form of a question. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would you do? What would you do, Mike, in that situation? Well, I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't answer that, but I can go through. I've got one more. I wanted to hit Instagram and Facebook. So I wanted to make sure I hit both of them. And we've got Dave Wozniewski over on Facebook <laughs> whose question yeah, it was is – Mike Wozniewski, Mike. Yeah, but this I, I know, but this is Dave. I, what do you want me to no. – I, I can't make the name up. No, I thought... <laughs> Dave Wozniewski says, is it right for MLF to schedule a BPT tour event over top of the Classic next year? Is it right for Bass Pro Tour to schedule an event on top of the Classic next year? I don't know. You tell me. Here's your advice. Why do you have to suggest that? I can tell you this. Some people might think it's right. Some people might think it's wrong. I don't know. I guess we'll leave that up to everybody to answer for themselves, you know? Let me tell you something, Cliff. Cliff, if you ever went back to Bass, like I actually somehow got into the media event this year, and I got to walk around all the boats. It looked like the Yale lacrosse team was there. Like you would have been a star. All right, you would have stood out amongst the uh, you know uh, a sea of like flowerless buds. Like you would have been, you would have been the guy, man. All right. Yeah, I mean it does flowerless buds. Yeah, but Dave, yeah. Dave, that may have been extreme, but it does bring up a good point, Cliff. Which is, and I have to ask you this: Do you, do you do you at any point have you ever regretted 
not staying at Bass. Because, you know, when you look at it, and, and again, MLF, I see all them. They, they're doing some amazing things. They really are. They're progressing the sport forward. No entry fees is the deal. What the, the exposure they get on Discovery is unbelievable. I love the format of the event. There's so many positives. But at some point, did you, do you ever sit back and say, what if I stayed at Bass? You know, for your brand, for sponsorships. You know, because you would have sort of been the golden boy there, right? You, you know, you were already an established name with an established brand. And they probably would have pushed that and elevated that. Have you, have you ever had that thought or you ever think about that at all? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, if I told you I didn't, I'd be lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've thought about it before and I, and I weighed that option before I, before I made my decision. The one thing that, that, uh, that I really liked and I really, I really enjoyed the, the thought of was how we could advance the sport with no entry fees, right. more exposure. Yeah. That type of stuff. And uh, we, you know, we, we trying, it's working. Uh, we just got to keep going. If it works, I think the anglers win. If it doesn't work, which uh, I, I, I do see it working, but if it, if it don't work, you, you just go back and you say we tried, but I think right. it was a, I think it was a, a good investment. I mean, I invested my career. To a certain point, you invested your career, yeah. your name. Yeah. We all did, and we did for the opportunity to do things such as no entry fees, new yeah. lakes, more yeah. exposure that we thought was uh, that was good for us and good for the game. If it works, which I think it will, it was a good move. Uh, if not, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. But I, I think it was uh, – I think it was time for the anglers to take a shot and try to and try to make some stuff happen. Yeah, and uh, I've been satisfied so far. You know, but I, here's the deal: if we didn't try, we can't sit back and gripe. Right about entry fees and payouts or whatever and this and that. We had to take a shot. But right. let me tell you this: with that being said, I have thought about the, what happens if I were to stay at Bass. Um, you know, who knows? Whatever, what you know. What if I went and broke up with my girlfriend in 2002? Shit, who knows? You, know, <laughs> you got to let it fly, let it run, and then, uh, you know, you, you see what happened. Yeah. I want to tell you this. I had some good times at Bass, met some great people, had some fun, whatever. You know, I'm not anti-anybody, but I, uh, I'm i having fun with basketball tour. I think I think we've changed the game to, to a certain point for the better. Yeah. And uh, you, got, you got to let it ride, baby. You got, you got to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, and I, we've said this before on other podcasts, uh, on other shows, is that you got to remember, people have to remember that that whole thing happened, right? 80 guys left, the MLF formed because stuff at Bass wasn't right. You know what I mean? So it's not like, it just, it's not like we all went off on a whim. <coughs> we all left Bass to try to better the sport, right? And And so... You gotta always keep that in perspective, and regardless what happens in one, two, three years, I think we've had a, good, a positive impact on the sport because even Bass has had to try to pick up their game, and you know, I, I think I think it was a good thing that it happened. You know, that that what you just said right there is important to me. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it works. I think we're doing good things. I think we've grown the sport, 
if it works, it works. If it don't, you know, finally the anglers pushed the limits and, and made something happen for uh, for anglers all across the sport. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's not like a, it's not an anti thing, dude. We we just pro what we doing, and and by the the, the eighty guys that made that move forced other people to get better. I think throughout the industry. Yeah, yep, I'd agree. I'd agree. No entry fees has never happened before. Never, and and it, it exists now for two years, two and a half. Well, and you know, it 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 it, it will it it is changing things. It's changing the way that uh, you know the other tournaments are looking at things. Yeah, it's uh, it's my. You were talking. You were talking about that forever, Pete. You were talking about that before it was even a thing, man. Well, when I was knee deep in it, and my old income and and everything I was doing, you know, was based on on tournament fishing. You know, uh, yeah, you know, we knew it. We knew it forever, Mike. Yeah, you know, we we've, we've been dealing with this stuff forever. Um, and you know, the, the big thing was for us that, all right, well, you qualify for the elites, you qualify for the top level tour. And as a, you know, as an award, you get a $75,000, <laughs> you know, that yeah. was what you won. You congratulations. Won pay yeah. me. <laughs> congratulations. Pay me. Now go out and try to hustle sponsors yeah. go out and try to figure out how to get that revenue. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was, it's just, oh my gosh, you know, and, and the whole time you're, you're trying to become an angler, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. trying to win. You're trying to, you're fighting that, you know, that, that drive inside you that loves the sport yeah. and wants, you want to achieve and, but that money thing's just there. So yeah. I, I think it was an amazing thing that, that the Bass Pro Tour MLF did yeah. with the no entry fees. It's That was innovative, monumental. Yep. Good thing. In the long run, I said it before, I'll say it again, 5, 10, 15 years from now, you can look back on it and say it was an important time in the sport. Uh, Pete, you addressed something real quick right there, which is sponsors, new sponsors. Um, Cliff, I got to put you on the spot here on this. Um, you had some sponsor changes. A lot of anglers, when they lose a sponsor, when they lose a company they work with, and I have, I've lost... I've worked with Dick Sporting Goods, and I've worked with Team Daiwa. I've worked with a lot of great companies that, for whatever reason, I had to part ways with. A lot of anglers um, sort of, they fall with that loss, you know? They lose a sponsor, and they just, they just nosedive. You've had some sponsor changes, and you've, I think you've done the other thing. You've actually excelled with some of your new sponsors. Talk to me a little bit about that, because that's, you got we got guys aspiring pros right now listening. I think this is a good thing to talk about. How how did that whole process work? How how are you doing such a good job with the conversion? You know, switching, you know, going to a new company or switching and having success. Yeah, that's a um, that's a two hour conversation. I like to think I've done a good job in in the, in the sponsor game. Uh, the the biggest deal is to. Uh, the biggest deal is to be real and work with companies that uh, that that are good good products, good people that give you ability to to get your name out there and do your job and can support you. Uh, and then once you build that brand and stuff, then you have opportunities to you know 
people want to work with you. And I, I've been lucky enough to uh, work with some really good companies. Uh, you know, this year I made some changes. Uh, I started running a, a, a Blazer 650 Pro Tour, which is a new bone, Mercury Outboards, uh, which was a new motor for me. But I've kept a lot of I've kept a lot of uh, a lot of the long term partners. Bill Lewis Outdoors and Rattle Trap and Power Pole. Seaguar's been there for a while. Uh, you know, I've added Cash King, which is rods and reels. Uh, all when 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 them when companies need to grow and you can grow with them, that's the best thing. That's something you hear a lot of guys that been in the game for a while tell you. If you can grow with the companies, that's that's the game. That's the point. When yeah. you can get with companies and help them grow, and you can help. You can help them, and they can help you. Yeah, that's when it, that's when it, uh, it really pays off, and it's good for both people. Yeah, I would tell you about a couple cool deals I got going on. A couple new companies. Yeah, new, new companies. Let's hear about them. Um, two of them. First one is uh, Crusher Lords. We came out with a uh, Crusher Lords does jigs, spinner baits, buzz bait, wire baits. That looks good. This was a, this was one we just put together. This is a Cliff Crochet Signature Series. This is a Petite Spinnerbait. That's Petite is French for small. And uh, Dave Dave so Bosick knows that it. his penis is petite. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> we, we put this one together. Uh, we put this one together. Small spinnerbait, small compact spinnerbait, but we wanted enough weight to throw it. So. That's uh that's a new one. And then one we announced tonight right before we came on was uh Vector Hooks. Uh treble hooks, big nasty, extra wide gap, Ooh. heavy gauge hooks. Ooh. Those are two companies I'm excited about. Uh Crusher's been around for a while. Vector's just breaking in. But uh we got some some good stuff. They let me do some good projects. And <laughs> uh <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm excited about them. I, I'm excited about working with those companies to to grow them, dude. That, that's fun. That's like watching your kids grow a little bit. When you can really get with a company and, and help them grow, that's that's fun to see. That's fun to be a part of. I like it. I like it. And I want to just add to that, I, Cliff. I want to appreciate you for wearing my logo uh, all year this year. We've got. Uh, I know. I noticed it on your boat. I noticed it on your truck and your jersey. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter patches through here so uh, we can get everybody to see it. There it goes. Cliff's wearing my logo. Round of applause. Thank you, Cliff. I didn't, you didn't have to wear the Ike logo. <laughs> you didn't have to put the Ike logo on your boat. I mean, that's <laughs> so over the top. Thank you, though, man. How did I know that was coming? <laughs> Sorry, Cliff. Hey, but, but I got the... Uh, I got the paperwork. I'll text it to you. Let me, uh, is the, uh, give me one minute here. Cliff <laughs> 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 has left the building. <laughs> Dave's yeah. taking a leave. We have I, have the, uh, I have the United States of America, United States Patent and Trademark Office paperwork. If, uh, if, if we can compare later on down the way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a deal. That is, uh, hey, see, that's, that's part of the good thing about tournament fishing, man. Hey, you know, you, you poke here, you throw a jab there. You know, it's all cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I, hey, we're, we're all, we're just kidding. It's all in fun. 
Um, unless you're Brent Chapman, then you're a douchebag. Um, <laughs> let's see. What do we got next here? Thank you. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, I've got a trivia question. Oh, we got a trivia question. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, and you could actually get in on this, Cliff. Stay around with us. We have no problem, Cliff, if you get this trivia question. We have no problem sending you this tackle bag. It's 20 pounds. I'm, I'm telling you, it's 20 pounds if it's an ounce. And you know with weights of fish, I'm always dead on. So <laughs> I'm telling you, this is 20 pounds if it's an ounce, okay? That's right. All right, Brian DeCarver, the trivia question of the night for everybody watching is... Cliff, how did, how did Ed Cowan catch his fish in Disney? Ed Cowan, how did he catch his fish in Disney? Yeah. Is that the trivia well, question? No. That was, um, oh. God, I think I'm right. He caught him on a jointed jackal crankbait. Oh, <laughs> I think that's right. Could a be. knuckle, knuckle something. It's called a knuckle deep. All right. Knuckle deep. We'll give you a free logo. Um, but the question <laughs> no, is. That wasn't the real question. <laughs> What's the real question? <laughs> what nation angler lost the classic by one ounce due to a dead fish penalty? Ooh. Uh, I know that. Dude, hold on. Hold on. So y'all not, not hear that. what I say? I've been a junkie, a bass junkie since 95. Uh-oh. Bobo lost to Dion Hebden right, on Lake Logan Martin. Logan Martin. Uh, Dalton Bobo was fishing brush piles with a straight tail worm. Ooh. Well, there you go. Is that right? Dalton Bobo in 97. Wow. So everybody watching, you don't get the win? No, Cliff wins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Congratulations, Cliff. That's right. Hey, appreciate it. Let me. I, I got to jump into the messages here. I know I'm, I'm taking jobs from whatever from Brian, and I, and I just got to jump around. Riz, Riz, uh, is, Riz might be fired after this. Yeah. Hopefully, Beck's not Ve watching. Vector Hooks just they, they, let, they wanted to let everybody know we got a Cliff Crochet signature series flipping hook. And frog hooks coming out. Oh, be on looking for that. Frog and I see that message. And I see Alfred talking. Says four a.m. gets here fast. I'm with you, Alfred. I, I appreciate you staying up with us, baby. I'm gonna do the two o'clock feeding and the five o'clock feeding. So I'm I'm with you. Just if you stick with me, I, I'll stick with you. Uh, when you get up at four, I'll be right between shifts. So yeah, but I do appreciate you getting up and going to work. Every morning. Thank you very much. Man, I love it. I love it. Uh, and and let me tell you, the signature hooks, Cliff. I think I would I would buy those because a flipping hook and a frogging hook with your name on it, I would buy. Now, if you tried coming up with a drop shot hook with that company, that'd be bad. <laughs> that'd be really bad. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll leave that to uh, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it. Let me tell you about drop shotting and finesse fishing real quick. Uh, one year when I made, and this was this was documented on TV. I seen on uh, ESPN. I uh, I when we go to finesse waters and, and we finesse fishing, I borrow people. I use favors to tie my leaders, and uh, I'm you know braid to fluorocarbon. And every time I every time I go for nest fishing, I spend hours on the phone with my little California buddy Chris Aldane, ordering tackle and hooks and stuff. So, you know, you got to be well-rounded to be a bass angler. You know, to fish national tournaments, but you also have to have good buddies to uh, 
feeling the the valleys between the hills when you're getting stuff that that you don't know what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Two stories. Shout out to Cliff. I mean, shout out to Chris Zaldane. Chris and Z- uh, Trade, if you're listening right now. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, what, what's the best way to show this to Cliff? I want to show this to him. Can you grab it? Can you see this? Hold on a second. Can I, can I move off this chair? I got you, dude. I got you. Yeah. Show that to him. All right, I want to show you a lure, Cliff. This, uh, this came out Whoa. of a flea market. Can you see this thing? I did. Okay, gold, black back. Now turn it around. Dude, this is an original. You see how old this packaging is? This is a Smithwick Lure Company out of Shreveport, Louisiana. This is pre-Pradco floating gold black back rogue. What you know about that bait, Cliff? That is, uh, dude, that's, a, that, that, that's going back to the Ike Live show we did. That bait right there. It, can I have that one? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, right? Pre yeah, yeah, dude, that, that floating roll—it's uh, just—it's known as the rogue bite around my house, man. That—that that is, uh, that's good anywhere from from. Once that water gets cold, it's probably good all throughout the year. But we we throw that thing big time, from uh, you know like December to March. That is a December. That's a good bait, dude. That that is uh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I saw that one, and I I thought of you, man, when I saw that color. I saw that it was a floating model. I saw it was old. I was like, ooh, I got to show that to Cliff. I know he'd love that thing. Um, I have another trivia question. Oh, another one. All right, Rich, you got the answer for this one? Cliff, yes. you're not allowed to guess. All right, Cliff, you can't guess this one because you can't win again. Okay. Question number two. This comes from Ken Duke, the mighty, mighty keeper of the scrolls, Ken Duke. Oh, yeah. Who are the only nation anglers to lead the classic at the end of any competition day? There are two nation anglers that have led the classic at the end of a competition day. I know him. Beat know it. Him. <laughs> Beat it, Cliff. Beat it, Cliff. Y'all want it? Two? Two. There's two. I know him. You know one. I know. I've, I've never met one, and I, I know the other one. Yeah. Oh. Brian Kershaw. No, no, wait, wait. Shut the hell up. No, wait. Don't say the other one. <laughs> don't say it, Cliff. I know you know it because I know who it is. Now, now you don't too. get that rogue. <laughs> I know who it is, too. Don't say it. All right. So we got half half the answer. People are paying attention and watching. You want to give a hint? No. You did give a hint. You said you know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said, you said, you said, <laughs> one. said it. That's a hell of a hint. You know what? I'm I'm way impressed by uh, your your Bassmasters IQ. Cliff's hardcore. I am man. as well. I am as well. He's hardcore. Dude, I talk about Ken Duke. I have spent hours, and I, I and I, I apologize that Ken. I hadn't talked to him in a minute, but me and Ken Duke have spent hours and hours and hours talking about fishing facts and bass facts and tournament facts and. Stuff that is irrelevant to everybody but bass nerds, and uh, from night from nineteen ninety five until present, I've kind of backed off a little bit now because uh, life happened and uh, kids and stuff. But dude, I wasted my daddy's hard earned money at a private school, going to high school, reading reading magazines, Louisiana Sportsman <laughs> and Bassmaster, FLW, 
just to find irrelevant fishing facts about tournaments. That's awesome. I am definitely a bass nerd. That's awesome. I, I love that you're a bass nerd from that error you know like that that to me we talked about it with ed you heard heard uh ed callen and and, and the crew talking about it dude the 80s the 90s dude that was to me that was the golden era of bass fishing you know and i i was just as hardcore like i was just like you man i remember reading it consuming it but then you get to this point where it's like it's all kind of like i don't know anything now you know like i i saw my uh Saw my uncle today, social distancing with my uncle for Mother's Day. Uncle, uncle Don. Don. And, dude, he'll, he'll tell me stuff. Oh, hey, man, did you watch that MLF episode where, you know, so-and-so was tweaking his uh, – Greg Vincent was tweaking his uh, a whopper plopper, putting that hook on the back. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I didn't see that. Tell me about it. You know what I mean? You know, And it's like I, I feel like that it's the same with a lot of people. You know, it's like – they as you get older and as you get more involved in stuff, you you sort of lose that, you know. Hey, let me jump in. I I, I love how I jump in. Anyway, excuse me, or excuse me, whatever. Y'all talking about Ed Cowan and Federation and, and and you know how things were when you was coming up. Let me give a shout out to uh, Rodney Wagley. Oh, Bad yeah. News, <laughs> Michael Michael knows him. Uh, Rodney Wagley, Jamie Les, those dudes made the classic. Uh, through the Federation, Louisiana Anglers, uh, Jamie Les, yeah. uh, David Cavett, oh, that, that whole crew is uh, is legit. Caleb Sumrall. Uh, back in the day, dude, it was Rodney Wagley. I, I thought Rodney Wagley hung the moon. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Rodney Wagley. I too soon. Wasn't the Federation hand, but, but anyway, Rodney and that, and that tree fort in the Nationals, uh, I still got a card around my house somewhere that Rodney signed from when I was a teenager. I remember that. That was um, that was good times. That was cool to watch. Yeah. Rob Cobb, can Bob Cobb say your name correctly now, Mike, or does he still add to it a little bit? No, nah, he says he says my name uh, a little. I actually, we, we was at the classic this year. He said my name right, but Bob Cobb, Cobb, <laughs> Bob Cobb, not Cobb, Cobb. <laughs> Did you know the story about how Bob Cobb was is very pissed off at Russ Lane? Did you ever hear that? I did not. Do one of the original and Brian, we'll have to pull it. We'll have to pull the archive. I might have that audio somewhere. One of the original Ike Live shows, we cornered Bob Cobb. We somehow got his number, and this was like pre summoned. We summoned. Yeah, him. this was like before Brian because. Brian's still, he's a shitty producer now, but he was Terrible. really bad back then. The worst. And he couldn't do a Skype or anything like that. So we had him on the phone. This is like year one or two of Ike Live. It's like show one or two. Yeah, and we only did phone calls. So we found his number, and we didn't, like, prep him or anything, Cliff. You know what I mean? We just called him <laughs> out of the wind. I don't know how that feels. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we ambushed him like we did with the, the Cast King logo on you. Uh, <laughs> and, and, dude, it was the funniest thing because we had him live, and he was he was intoxicated when we called him so then we started throwing all this stuff at him and and it was this whole thing it was so funny it was this whole thing like uh we had we had said like russ and this was all just a joke we we're like bob yeah russ lane said something bad about you and he was plus he was intoxicated you know what i mean so bob lane was like what well, russ lane's up 
pussy. Oh, <laughs> you remember that? I never do remember that. Oh, dude, it was awesome. I mean, he was. I thought, that, Mike, I thought that was Mark Jeffries. No, that, that was Bob Cobb. Bob Cobb. No, that was Bob Cobb. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't know that. Dude. I know. We got to find that. That's great. Because <laughs> Mark Jeffries can do a gnarly Bob Cobb. <laughs> yeah. Mark Jeffries can. Don't, don't ruin yes. the, a good story with the truth, Dave. Well, all right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dave, I'm with you. I I always thought that that was Mark Jeffries in person. <laughs> you know, about Russell Lane. It was, it was, Pete. It the, was. The stream's about right to right cut. All right, stream's going to cut. All right, Riz, I think we have a winner to the trivia question. Cliff's been holding his tongue the whole time. Riz, give us the winner. What are the? What's the answer to this trivia question? We, we do. It was... Um, uh, white Van IPA was the winner, <laughs> and the uh, the, the winners were uh, Kershaw, who has already been mentioned by our our beloved Cliff and Gary, <laughs> Gary Juice. And who? Uh, that's right. Who? Gary Eustace. Oh yeah. I, I, I might not be saying his name right. Eustace. I, I just said it right. Gary Eustace. Is it Eustace or Eusta? He is not a bass nerd. He just called a dude Jerry Juster. Juster. Come on, man. Jerry Juster. <laughs> Byway Federation. Come on, dude. Yeah, South Jerry. Africa in the Jerry house. Jerry Jamie Josta is the lead singer of Hatebreed. Yeah. What are we talking about? Wow. Jamie Josta. Wow. Uh, congratulations. When, when did, when did, when congratulations. did, when 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 did, Logan Martin. Spinnerbait on riprap. Oh, spinnerbait on riprap. Yeah. Damn, Cliff. That makes sense. Uh, couple, couple things to announce. Yeah, a couple things. What do we got? Uh, we will be, me, Dave, and Mike will be on the Fear Fishing Podcast tomorrow night. Oh, Fear Fishing Podcast. Just wanted to announce that. Dave. You remember that? Dave's going to be hungover tomorrow. He's been drinking so much whis- whiskey tonight. Nah, I got I got an early start tomorrow. I'll be I'll be on the fear. I like Ian. I'll be on this podcast. All right, we're okay. going to do it. What else you got there, Wait, Brian? You, you're uh, like, I'm, like I'm the late guy. Like I'm the guy that don't show up. Come on, man. <laughs> we also have a Facebook like and share winner. We do tonight. Yes, our winner for Facebook like and share twenty pounds. Kenneth Sears. Congratulations, Kenneth, Kenneth Sears. Sears. Still watching. Kenneth, I congratulations, be, Kenneth. You win a pack of Pampers from Cliff Crochet. Yes. Used Pampers. Yeah, the people on the message board want to know, Cliff, have you sought out a, a Pampers sponsorship? I would. Forward? No, I, I need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah without, a, without a deck, because I'm about to use I might wear them when I fish. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, about, I'm about to buy a double. Hey, Cliff, what do you think about getting, like, a shelf sponsorship? <laughs> a who? Shelves? Like a shelf? <laughs> Shelving company? <laughs> uh, maybe, like, a crate. Yeah. Maybe some crates. <laughs> Milk crates or something. <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> the dude that... that, that Hey, quit trying. Was too scared to go. Came up with every excuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy that went broke, is going to tell you to get a few crates and maybe an egg box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, number love. But if 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 anybody is concerned about my the pampas that that I have or don't have, <laughs> contact me through social media. 
I'll give you an address, and uh, I can, uh, you know, take part in, in this this thing called twins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah. That's a lot Cl- of work. That's Cl- a lot of work. Cliff, did you figure out what's causing it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you don't make cuts in fishing and you come home early. There you go. But catch more. I, I will be catching more fish now and killing more deer and chasing more ducks and stuff because uh, I find me a new hobby, son. Getting expensive. Coming Man. home, coming home early and taking out frustrations. <laughs> Frustrations. Cliff got, <laughs> Cliff got that virulent manyes, man. He better keep that going. <laughs> <up. laughs> Ed, Ed's radar, Ed's radar says that Dave, you should get sponsored by Depends because of your shitty attitude. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Ed Radar. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'll arm wrestle you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cliff, I want to, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on the show again. Uh, it, it's great catching up with you and finding out what you and the crew, what you and the crew have been up to. And um, can't wait. We've got, uh, what do we got, about three weeks, Cliff? A little, little more, three or four weeks to go. And we'll be back on the road. Yeah, I'm, I think we start the first day of the practice is the sixth. Our first day of the tournament is the sixth. Is it's getting close enough where we got to start making a schedule to leave. So yes. it's, it's getting in quick. Yes. Well, I'm excited. Can't wait to see you down there. Uh, get the season started again. And again, congratulations on the on the new babies. Uh, it's awesome, man. Happy they're home. You know, it's crazy time to have them home. It's got to be great for you. So we're we're stoked for you. And appreciate you coming on, Phil. In what's what's been happening with you? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I. Uh, I wish I got invited more often. I, you know, when, when I do Bass University, Pete knows this. Uh, at the end of every seminar I do, I announce that I've I've uh, re-signed with Bass University for another two-year contract. So, <laughs> time is true; it's not true. But, uh, maybe I might invite myself monthly to come on the uh, Ike Live show. Who knows? I think you should. Invite myself. Yeah. I, I think you should. Yeah, sign with us. Pat in the text message says you gave a lot of straight cast type answers tonight. So. <laughs> what? Well, uh, so, Mike, let me ask you this. Thanks for having me. Uh, how long no, have we No love to Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Kia! I don't, I don't love that. Kia! Uh, how long have we been on, and how long does it does it feel like? That's the that's the question. That's Dude, the, we've been that's on. We've been on. A lot longer, actually, than we had Ed on, and it didn't feel like all that time passed. It's almost eleven thirty, Brian DeCarpenter. Yeah, show tonight, eight to ten. Yeah, eight <laughs> eight to ten show listing, and here we are at eleven thirty, still going. And again, Cliff, I'll say it to you: the true measure of a good interview is when it goes long and it doesn't feel long. That's right. That's yeah, the true so measure of a good interview. On? And this was a good interview. Three and a half hours. There you go. Three and a half hours. There you go. That- yeah, I'll take that. I mean, you can look at it this way, Cliff. Like when we had Ed on, it was like listening to Alec Baldwin narrate like a, you know, like a encyclopedia of Britannica. Fucking Ed was awesome. Knock man. it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone's laughing, Brian. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ed Kyle got to talk, and we talked for days. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, he got some good stories. He talked more than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, You're a treat, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff. We appreciate you coming on. Do me a favor. Will you please tell Sarah, tell the family, tell your mom and dad we said hello, uh, and we will definitely see you in Orlando in a, in less than a month. Thanks for having me, and I'll pass on the message. I appreciate y'all having me. It's always a good time, Michael. Always a good time. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Cliff Crochet, everybody. Cajun baby. The real Cajun baby. Mama the real one. That's the real Cajun baby. Mama said. That's the real one. Uh, man, the show did go long. I'm excited. I'm stoked. And I'm tired. But we do have two last obligations. Listen, if you're watching uh, right now, hang in there with us. We're going to be off for a couple more minutes. Uh, Brian Carpenter, we're going to do an MTB unboxing. Before we do that, we do have a uh, uh, TH Marine Product of the night. We want to highlight that real quick. Riz, I want you to jump in on this too. Brian Carpenter, the TH Marine product of the night. I got you, dude. Is hold on. Does the, does TH Marine have a uh, prop shaft protector? <laughs> I don't know. Riz needs it. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> Hell, man. Right here, Brian. I'm give me a full screen channel. on this. <laughs> give me a full screen so I can show everybody. Dead center. Now look at this. I want you to look at this. What is it? This looks like That's it a, could be some S&M stuff. Yeah. But it's not. It's proven. This that is, is the Z-Cord. Z is it Z-Launch or Z-Cord? Yeah. Look at that. By <laughs> yeah. TH Marine. This thing is actually the deal. Brian DeCarpenter, jump in because I know you use this a lot. Uh, if you've got a bass boat, a kayak. I, I was talking to our homie Charles. Uses this for his kayak. Charles. Uh, Brian Carpenter uses it for the Icolive boat does, build. He does use it for the. He for does the, use it for his kayak. Because let's be honest, kayaks, kayak guys can tend to tie up a ramp. They can tie up a ramp. A little disproportionately. Yeah, but but talk that, to me a little bit about this this cord, the Z launch cord. Yeah, so, no one ties no one ties up a ramp like Puerto Ricans on jet skis. Man, those guys <laughs> will murder a ramp, dude. Not <laughs> racist about that. They tie up a ramp. I mean, what? Why? Why is it? Ethnic. So, um, uh, here we go. What so are we watch cord. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me fix this. <laughs> Let me fix this. Here. What do we got here? So, so it's a bungee cord, clearly. Um, and if you've ever had to go launch your boat by yourself, you, you, you know how much of a pain in the ass that is. Dude, it's a piece of cake. Pull up to the ramp, hook that John on there, unstrap your boat, back in, floor it. Slam on the brakes, launch the boat. The bunch, boat goes <laughs> off. That's right. It's Pull attached up. to the boat. The cord stretches. It has a little bit of a flex, a bounce back. Uh, that's right. As you pull up. And then you just walk it up. Dude, it's, good to go. it's genius. This is very, very typical of a lot of the TH products. Makes a ton of sense. Again, I'm gonna, I say it every intro. If you've got a kayak to a Biggie Small shot. Dude, you could use this. So please check that out. Yeah, I, I love it. I use it all the time. Great product. Uh, and then, of course, finally, uh, Mystery Tackle Box. We've got a, another brand-new pro box here tonight, and this is the best part of this box. Listen, this is the best part. You ready? Listen to this. There it goes. <laughs> Broke the seal. Brian DeCarpenter heard that. I heard it. Uh, love breaking the seal, and we're going to do a little bit of an unboxing. I don't know if the guys uh, virtually – have their boxes or not, but I'm going to pass one to Brian, and let's see here. Oh, dude, a lot of cool stuff. Oh, I see it. Oh, wow. 
Look at that thing. Let's see what you get. You know what? I'm going to put that on top because I want you to talk about that one, sort of. And I'm going to pick this one. Brian, I'll pass this box to you. Um, I went and picked out a soft plastic. And I usually don't go for soft plastics in my MTB. But I saw something that caught my eye. This is by a Buddha Bait Company. Okay? It's a speed worm, a.k.a. swim worm. And the reason I went to this, Pete, this is one of the baits that helped me win the classic. It's a paddle tail style worm. Yes. Uh, and look at this one. Pete, the, the tail is actually connected, but it's got uh, a little a break point. So you could fish it with the entire paddle on the tail, or you could break it and it has a little like perforation there. And then you pull that tail away and it makes yeah. a little cut tail. A little, a little cut net paddle. Like this worm, I'm headed to Florida in about four weeks. Speed worming, reeling a swim worm, reeling that worm straight in. It's a great technique. I like this bait. Hell yeah. Remember, remember how, how we used to have to cut it with scissors? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, they didn't make them, so you had to cut them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, they stink. They smell like garlic. Oh, yeah. Woo. Woo. So what I got, I picked a little jig. We got a little jig from DNL, DNL Tackle. A little finesse Ooh. jig, dude. That looks outstanding. Ooh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm surprised you didn't grab it. But yeah, it's just a little. Yeah, little finesse. Little it's compact. Got, yeah, it's got the thin skirt like a uh, like a like a mini flip or yeah. a bug would have. It's got the thin thin strand skirt. How's the hook on it? Pretty good. Little gaffy. Dude, the hook is tight. Check that hook out. Solid. Yeah. Stout hook. Oh yeah. No, it's a really really <laughs> good, good catch. Hook. Oh, bluegill colored skirt. Oh, hell. That's nice. Smell that thing. Does that smell? Yeah. Something smells. It smells rubbery. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it smelled garlic. Yeah. And uh, what do you got, Pete? Nothing? Pete, what do you got over there? No, I'm, 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 I'm in my box. I got I got something that, that, like, it's a soft plastic, too, but it's huge, man. This is uh, the Max Action Saw Crawl, but it's a big, giant crawl that like would fit on something like a, a mop jig, you know, when, when you're looking for that, that post spawn, big meal, yeah. big giant bait. Uh, it's hard to find something like when I'm throwing something like a mop jig, it's got that big giant skirt. You can't find a bait, a, a trailer that goes like it gets bogged down by the skirt. Most trailers. Yeah. This one, this one won't. It's huge, man. Did you get the Marlin box? How big is it, Pete? Six inches? I can't get into it. I'm trying to figure out how to get, get into the package. There it is. It's like a lobster. Uh, it's it's got to be four or five inches. Oh, yeah, it's a good-sized crawl. Yeah, it's a, it's a big bait, man. Yeah, you're looking optimistic there, Pete. Wow. <laughs> you're big eye in your inches. <laughs> hey, Giant! Mate. Giant! Giant! You may think so, but mo most trailers are, are this length, you know. They're, big eye in the Mitch's Pete. It's big bait. I like it. So we got this finishes out this box with a couple cool soft plastics from X Zone, a beaver style. X Zone, bait. they're great. Brandon Pollock. X Zone is that. X Zone. X -Zone. Is well, which ones are they, big? Which X Zone uh, soft plastic? Uh, they look like a beaver. Show it to the camera. Hold, hold it in front of the camera, can you? Cool little beaver it's not bait. too much to ask. 
Yeah, it is, Rich. You just ain't saying it. Because of... Unreal. Because of the camera issues. Because of stuff. X-Zone, dude, they're awesome, man. They, they, the claws on X-Zone baits, they float. Oh, yeah? I love them on the back of my jigs. And uh, and then there's a pack of Riot baits in here, little soft plastics. Riot makes some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like a little pack of crawl. Dave, what do you have in your box? Yeah, now you guys stopped sending me a box like three years ago, so I don't <laughs> even know. I got a box. <laughs> yeah, you sent me nothing. Yeah, yeah, time to cut the fat. <laughs> yeah, <boy. laughs> cut the fat. Trim the cut fat. Me right out here, bastard. There is there's also a hard bait, a top water bait. Yeah, it's it's a jitterbug with a wobble mouth on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's a it's a top water yellow perch. Dave. Dave, Ed's radar said if you got a mystery tackle box, the only thing that would come in it would be negativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half negativity, half truth. Uh, radar, radar Riley, all right. Life's hard. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. It's too funny. You have it, it, listen, listen. Most cynics have lived life, okay? And I've lived life. That's why I'm a cynic. It's been a good one, Dave. We love you, man. I, I appreciate your efforts tonight, putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no efforts. I mean, it's the truth, man. I don't care. Yeah, you definitely there were some key laughs tonight, Dave, and I do appreciate that. There were a couple I had actually had to compose myself. Brian had to – he goes off of me when he sees me <laughs> losing it. So, I have to take the camera off of yeah. so we can so we can laugh it out. So throughout the show, you'll notice that any time you say something really funny, I just go away. <laughs> Listen, you you made my year when I laid you out on the parking lot with that one joke. That oh one my god, dude, time. that was unbelievable! Like, you, you laid down on the parking lot. Dude, the last time that happened, but oh Mike, the last time that happened, I laid you and Brian both out on my street when we went to John's bachelor party and I had the picture of him holding G, his wife, and baby, <laughs> the baby, baby G. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, 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 knocked, I, I laid you and Brian both out right in the middle of my street. Dude, weren't we on the on our way to Champlain or something? Oh yeah, it's bachelor nah, party. Dude, I showed you guys right in my street. You got out your truck and you collapsed. Yeah, like, I remember like, that? You got shot by a sniper. We were on our way to Champlain, <laughs> <laughs> and then we put it over top the fire mantle. We didn't tell Tom and John and let them like try to notice it throughout the week. <laughs> god was swaddling he, he didn't her. Notice it. He was swaddling. Not, Riz, this this thing was like uh like you know, like you know, people put the giant pictures on their wall. I don't know what the size is, like two by three. I, I got this thing gigantic. And we took whatever dumb picture the person who was renting the house down, we took it off the mantle and we put that one on there. Yeah, but and we waited until like they noticed. <laughs> but Dave, the picture was John John like holding one of my sons when he was an infant. And he's holding my son David as an oh, okay, your kid. Weird face. And and we his photoshopped head. G, his wife's head on there, because G's really small and John's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> he was swaddling G. Oh, but, uh, but our buddy John's head was un, like unusually turned, like his uh, chin yeah. was almost near his chicken bone in the back, like his chicken wing. <laughs> like his, like he was way far behind. Like it was this really bizarre picture that a normal man can't do with his neck. Yeah. And he's holding the baby. <laughs> it was freaking amazing. Yeah, sorry. So upcoming this week, me, Mike, and Dave are going to be on Fear the Fear Fishing podcast tomorrow night. 
Wednesday night. I know uh, our buddy uh, Straycast is going live, and I I know he's got two guests. One of them is Matt Robertson. Um, Let me guess. He's got Christine Fisher on. I'll shoot him again. Um, he's got he's got on him. Matt Robertson, dude's awesome. Oh, he's great. Uh, yeah. He's he's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure Pat will have a great time with him Thursday night. Bass U live. We're coming oh. back. Right, Pete? Nice. Hopefully. Sure. We still got to run it past Becky. <laughs> Shit, knock on wood. That's all right. There you have it. Thursday night, be Thursday live. night. And then, um, and then Ike Live is coming back next Sunday. Next Sunday. We yes. have. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a <laughs> And we have uh, we, Christine Fisher, who's a kayak angler. She's freaking awesome, and uh, she's got a great story about a, a little bit of an accident she had this week. Um, but we had planned on having her on actually tonight, but it just didn't work out. And Robert Field, another uh, YouTube guy and a kayak fisherman who just recorded the world record black marlin caught out of a kayak. Wow. So Can't wait Yay. to hear about that. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick update on the Ike Foundation event on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. Riz, you ready for this? Yeah, as boy. Is, so far, so good. Looks like it's a go. So everybody that's watching that's up here in the Northeast, uh, we're still, looks like we're a go for that date in June on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. So that should be a good, good tournament. Great time of the year to be on the bay. For sure. Anybody are, listening? I need a boat to get in for that event. Are so, we? Uh, are we? Are we gonna mention the the change? With there's a little change in the format for that, Mike. Or do you want to go into that? Or <laughs> let's do it next we, show. Okay. We'll do it next show. We'll go over some of the details because I don't even know. Okay. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to get Ian from Canada to come down for this event so I can fish with him. But if Should. not, people listening, I need somebody to get in a boat with. Are they event. letting Canadians over here? No, hey, we'll get them through. No, I'm saying, I mean, with everything going on, the with the events kicking back up, the Canadians going to be able to. Hey, get Brian, if, if 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 I forget tomorrow night, it's gambling. Mention, we'll let them across the border. Let's mention to Ian how we me and you snuck in Canada that time. We crossed the border illegally. Yeah, remember that time? Yeah. Let's talk about that in case I forget. Yes. Thank you. Let's completely make them uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Want to want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and watching tonight. Of course, I want to thank uh, all the amazing crew here. Brian the Carpenter, thank you very much for producing. Riz on IMs tonight. Uh, the Dean, Pete Glusick, and Dave Brodzik for bringing all that amazing negativity tonight. <laughs> uh, definitely appreciate that. <laughs> uh, want to thank our two guests, Mr. Ed Cowan. Yes. Probably yeah. the best fisherman ever to walk the face of the Northeast. And also Cliff Crochet. The one and only Cajun Baby. Thank you guys for coming on. He's almost at a limit. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ed Cowan needs to have a moniker called, like, Ed Cowan, the only guy that could put sleep to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, Ed. Ed was good, man. He... Oh, <laughs> stop, stop, stop carrying the water. Yo, James, the James Riley now has I'm, two I'm, logos to work on. Now. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking like it is, man. Ed, Ed Cowan's a bass fishing OG. I've never, he is an OG. I've actually never, like, this was my first real experience, really, like, sitting down and listening to Ed talk or, you know, I've, I've seen him in passing at tournaments and all, but, like, this was my first really encounter with him, man. That, that dude's got some stuff up here that 
most people could only wish to acquire. Don't worry, life. don't worry, Dave could find an angle on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, listen. Well guy, said, Riz. Well said. No, the guy, the guy's the Merlin of uh, the Federation of New Jersey. How's yeah. that? All right. Oh, natural. Out of already. Oh, natural. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't talk about his penis enough to see Dave. <laughs> 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 he would have won me over immediately. All right? <laughs> uh, all right, there you have it, guys. Uh, thank you for watching tonight. Once again, uh, we've got 30 minutes left. Wish you a happy Mother's Day. Enjoy the last 30 minutes of today. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next Sunday. Take it easy. Yeah. Have a good one. Hell yeah. Good night, Clive. Good night. All right. Uh, goodbye. Going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch Soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch has taken over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three aught, no, four aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Put a little liquid mayhem on your crappy jig. 
and look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper. <laughs>